Welcome to the First Light Experience. My name is Cam Lancaster. This week, we will talk about sleep, the chief physician. Learn how to sleep better than you ever have in your life. Hey guys, so welcome to another episode of the First Light Experience. This week, we are talking about sleep. It was one of my favorite topics uh, when it comes to holistic health, and I actually believe it is the most important part of holistic health. So where we are going to start today is uh, dealing with circadian rhythms in humans. And I'm actually looking at a chart from How to Even Be Healthy, page 202, if you want to follow along with it. And it's a very illuminating chart as to the way our hormone cycles work in relation to uh, when we need to be going to sleep and how our activity should be uh, being outputted. So, And these are basically circadian rhythm cycles that Paul Check has formulated and studied based upon the way we have primitively uh, primitively evolved over the years, uh, over millions of years. So basically, humans don't evolve at a fast enough rate to, ver- to really catch up with the modern world. So the technology that we can really rely upon is the technology from our ancestors at the end of the day. And I'm looking at a relationship between stress activating hormones um, and then growth and repair hormones. So basically, they really work in an inverse relationship. So I want you to think of your stress activating hormones as the sharpest and highest at the start of the day. And this is why if you're really channeling your hormones in the right way and you're respecting your sleep cycles in the proper way, you can get the most done from 8 to 11 in the morning. That's usually when I get my most amount of work done. Now, the reason why I started to study sleep more closely is because I found that sleep was really impacting how much I was actually getting done. So if you're a business owner out there listening to this, realize that sleep is not something to be taken lightly. It is something that if you channel it in the right way, you can really boost your business in an amazing way. So we'll talk a little bit about how your sleep bank account affects your actual bank account. But first, let's just keep going on this topic of our hormone cycle. So basically, your stress activating hormones are highest at nine in the morning. And then over the course of the day, they'll slowly dip down where at about 6 p.m. they're at their lowest. And then they pretty much stay dormant all the way through the night up until 6 a.m. And that's when they rock it up again. Now, the uh, the growth and repair hormones, they play the exact opposite relationship. From 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., they're very low, very dormant, and then by 6 p.m. they start to spike up. So around that time at 6 o'clock, it's something to be to really take note of is that you really want to start winding down and dimming the lights and getting the work done for the day, really doing tasks that are something that Paul Check refers to as working in tasks. So this would be meditating, it would be reading, it would be something that really calms your mind and doesn't stress you out. And then by 10 p.m., that's really when your repair cycles are at its highest. So that's when you want to want to go to bed. So I would say the latest you want to really go to bed to respect this cycle would be at 1030 at night. So basically, this is your circadian rhythm. And it's a natural internal process that regulates the sleep-wake cycles and, repeals, and repeats roughly every 24 hours. Um, and it can refer to any biological process that displays an endogenous and trainable oscillation of about 24 hours. So there's no getting around this cycle at the end of the day. We can biohack as much as we want, and we can put as much sleep technology into things that we want. But at the end of the day, like this is um, this is something that the technology, this technology of circadian rhythms, is greater than any technology humans will come up with. 
in the next 500 years. And I really do believe that firmly just because I've seen the, I've tried to use all these little devices and, you know, sleep watches and, and sleep pads to uh, boost my sleep. And I realized they've just made my sleep worse. And if you've, if you've shared in that, uh, in that experience as well too, then uh, this is something to really consider is your, is your circadian rhythm. So another big thing that business owners, I think, get wrong for um, that I see with my students, because a lot of my students are business owners, is, and this is something that I got wrong before I became a check practitioner, is the way uh, the mentality is put towards sleep from the heroes of our world. So I'm referencing guys like Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so don't get me wrong. I mean, these guys are so much more successful than myself. I idolize these people for many aspects of what they do. But I think one thing that they get wrong and many entrepreneurs get wrong is that they preach this, you know, you're only here for a certain amount of time. Why sacrifice eight hours of your day for sleep when you could be, you know, working for 20 hours a day. I respectfully just don't buy that. And the reason being is because of um, just the way our genetic makeup actually is. So only 1% of the human population actually possesses this genetic malfunction where they can get by on five Five or five hours of sleep or less a night. It's called the EC2. Um, so, really, it's something that we need to be aware of. That you know, unless you've been, unless it's been identified by a doctor that you have this genetic malfunction, it's something that you should not be messing with. You should be getting at least, least seven seven hours a night. Eight hours is perfect. And if you're not getting that amount of sleep, then you need to reconsider your values in, in relation to your health and your business. And that's something that I go over with my students at the start is we always sit down and talk about the overall arching goal and vision as to why, how, why they want their health to align with their business. And, uh, and then we go from there. And usually when you have a value switch, then you can really understand that, oh, okay, you know, eight hours of sleep is very reasonable and it's something that I should be, it should be a non-negotiable for me to get work done. So uh, one thing I want to go over is, uh, and this is probably the most important thing in relation to sleep, is how to prepare for sleep. So this, this when I talk about preparing for sleep, I'm not talking about like a quick 20-minute routine that you do before bed. It's the four hours we, uh, we really, that work up to actually us getting, putting our head on the pillow. So the first thing that I think is huge is electromagnetic frequencies. And that's anything to do with power lines. It's living, you know, near to uh, cell phone towers. It's our cell phones that we keep in our pockets. It's the screens that we deal with. It's things plugged into the wall. So all of these uh, pieces of technology emit electromagnetic frequencies. And this basically causes a, um, a stress response in our body. And if your body is consistently going to bed at night with a stress response, there's no chance for it to really get to REM sleep, which is where our deepest repair comes from. Actually, uh, one thing, just to share a personal story, me and my fiance, we've been living at the same place for three years, and we've noticed for the last three years our sleep has kind of degraded year over year slowly, at least for me it has. It's gotten better since I really started to look at this stuff more. But And I actually realized, you know, I look out my window, and we're sleeping next to a street light and a power line. So we've actually made the decision in the next month to move to a house that's more kind of in a secluded area and where power lines are very far away from our uh, bedroom window. So I'm very excited about that. So 
it's something to consider. Like, do you actually need to fix your health and to fix your sleep cycles? Do you actually need to move? Because we're living in these modern environments that we're, our humans really aren't meant to live in. For years, we've slept. For millions of years, we've slept on the ground. We've slept outdoors in nature. We slept in in uh, in basically man-made dwellings that simulate nature more. And now we're living in a totally artificial environment. So in relation to EMFs, uh, some things that you can do before bed. So this is where this is where I'd like to uh, really focus my time on because I'm I'm a realist. I'm not someone who can you know say like oh just move out to the country and live in a tent. Like that's that's not really relatable to what uh, to what your lifestyle probably is. So I would say some things you can do is get a manual alarm clock. That would be number one. You can and just to get your phone out of the room. Chances are you're waking up now. My <clears throat> in saying that, my goal is to get you to a point where you wake up naturally, where you don't need that alarm clock. But I would say getting alarm clock to start, and the reason being is you want to get your phone out of the room. Also, take all of the <clears throat> all of the devices out of your room. So laptop, uh, your TV, your phone, get it out, put it in another room, and then also put it on airplane mode. Another thing you can do is killing Wi-Fi at night. You know, chances are you don't need to be having your Wi-Fi running at night. So unplug it from the wall. Uh, and then also look throughout your room. And what I actually did is I linked up all of my cords in my room to a power bar. And I just flicked that power bar at night and it basically shuts off all of the electronics in my room. Reason being you want to do that is because EMFs are actually emitted through our uh, the plugs that come out of our walls. Uh, so or the outlets that come through our walls. So it's something you really want to consider EMS will create a stress response and it will not allow us to get to a REM state of sleep, which basically means your physical and psychological repair cycles are not able to be stimulated in the proper way. Referencing back to those repairs to hormones that we were talking about earlier. So another thing is body temperature. That This is something important to consider. And uh, I was actually just doing some research on this because I've uh, I was recently taking a lot of hot showers before bed and waking up at three in the morning. And it was, it was a struggle for me to get back to bed. I'd probably get back to bed by 5am and then by 630, I have to get up again and yep, my sleep cycle would be disrupted. So I would say, uh, and this is just based on some of the research that I've done. Uh, I can't remember the website I pulled this off of, but it was a website. It's tuck.com. So the article was referenced shower before bed. So I'll just read read this off a little bit. So if you're if you're taking a shower to help you sleep, the temperature matters. Experts and researchers recommend that a lukewarm shower, 60 to 90 minutes before bed, is best. Uh, cold and hot showers have their own benefits. They're not ideal for sleep. So a cold shower will stimulate your mind and body, the opposite of what you want before bed. So in relation to that, it's stimulating those stress activating hormones. Okay, and then uh, the cold rush activates your body's sympathetic nervous system, not your parasympathetic nervous system, and it sends your body into a fight or flight mode. And that energizing effect makes cold showers suitable for more in the morning uh, when you want to wake up. That's something you want to use to activate those stress activating hormones so you can get into your working day quicker. And then a too shot of ha uh, a too hot of a shower can have a similar effect to a cold one, um, and it can energize your body and wake you up. <clears throat> it will also take you longer to cool down, which is delaying sleep. So in relation to body temperature, you kind of want to go to bed where you're feeling a little bit chilly, where the blanket or the sweater you're wearing is going to warm you up naturally. You never really want to go to bed in a super um, 
and feeling that like kind of heated, it's just going to be really hard for you to get to bed. And if you're living in a warmer climate, uh, that's, you know, something to consider. Don't go work out at five to six o'clock at night, work out in the morning or work out at two to three in the afternoon, because when your body temperature is elevated, it just, your stress hormones are so much more, so much more in tune. And basically your repairs hormones cannot be activated. So again, a lukewarm shower is just right. Uh, the steam axe is a natural decongestion, helping you breathe easier at night. Uh, this is important to people who are actually living with asthma and allergies. It's easier for you to breathe, so better breathing is going to stimulate you being able to get to bed um, much more in a much more functional way. So I think, like, why why am I talking about this? Why do I think it's important for business owners to consider this topic? And uh, for people who are working in the executive or corporate world, working long hours, because the most important asset that people have now is not our bodies. Uh, and this is something that's a little bit of an inverse relationship. When, when you think about holistic health coaching, you think, oh, you're, you're training the body. It's all about the body. But really, it's about the mind-body connection. And if you're, if you're not respecting your sleep cycles, chances are you're going to have a lack of cognitive function. And with the lack of cognitive function, your decision making is going to be impaired. And the re result of worse decisions is uh, is going to mean less money for your business. It's going to be meaning that your business will suffer over time. And you're going to have to take periods where you need large amounts of rest, you know, three to four months where you're you're not really putting have much output because you've burnt yourself out so much. Okay, so another, some other things uh, for before bed is transitioning artificial light to candlelight. So, again, uh, before electricity was invented, uh, you know, humans would use candles. I think it's a very good way to kind of calm your body down. And I would say transitioning it to candles at 7 to 8 o'clock at night is a good way to go. Just make sure you don't fall asleep with the candle on. Uh, very uh, So, again, sleep in a room also that is completely dark. I would say... If you're sleeping, uh, I actually had a conversation with someone about this on Facebook the other day about uh, blackout curtains. And I think if blackout curtains are situationally good. If you're living near a, uh, if you're living near like a street light, like I do, I use blackout curtains because my body is just always exposed to light before I go to bed. So it hurts in the morning a little bit because you don't have that, uh, you know, that natural w waking feeling of the light. Actually, what I do is, my my uh, my bathroom is connected to my bedroom, so I'll leave the bedroom uh, I'll leave the bedroom door open, or sorry, the bathroom door open, and I open the door the window there that directly connects to my uh, I can see it from my bed basically, and I'll leave that curtain open, and then I'll put a blackout curtain on the other side where the street light is. So basically, you don't really want to use shades unless you really have to. So if you if you're you know if you sleep in the country or you sleep in an area where uh, natural light doesn't get in so much. That's perfect. Just leave the blinds open and then let the lights in the morning naturally wake you up when the sun comes up. Uh, so another thing that you can do before bed and just overall in general is eating right for your metabolic type, especially before bed. You know, if you're a protein type, don't go, you know, crushing a bunch of carbohydrates before bed. Maybe have a small amount of chicken or a small amount of fish if, if meat does really well for you. And this again, will just, uh, really work well with your stress hormones. Uh, drinking plenty of water is very important. So when your body is stressed due to a lack of water, it is less possible for us to get into a deep state of sleep. 
some apps you can use on your um, on your on your devices. If you if you're that type of person where you actually just need to put in that amount of work, uh, where you're you know trying to get a business off the ground and you're working through the day, so you're working ten plus hours a day. I would say that uh, use an app like Flux. I think it's called F.LUX on PCs and then Flux for Macs. I use also an app on my Android phone called, what's it called here? Let me pull that up. It's called Blue Light Filter Nighttime. And this is basically just a button you press on your phone and then it turns it to an orange light. And you can you can kind of set the uh, the way you want it to be. Another, another thing you can also use too is orange filtering glasses. And basically the reason why you want to do this is because the blue light, imagine, imagine the sun and the blue light on your screen as being the same thing. Now it's 10 o'clock at night and you look at your phone and then you go to bed. That's basically like looking at the sun and then trying to take a nap. It's really not going to work. So that's something to, very, to really consider is when you're, when you're getting off of your screen. So I would say your drop dead time is to get off your screens at eight o'clock at night. And again, if you have that side hustle going and you're really working hard in your business, then eight to 10 at night, if you need to be on your screens, then dim the screen as much as you can to where you can barely see it and then put an orange light filter on. Okay, so coffee. Uh, coffee is a very very important thing to consider as a business owner. Chances are uh, it is your number one drug like it is for myself. And I think that's important to classify coffee as a drug and not a requirement. At the essence of it, it is a drug because it's addictive, but it is also such a, a tool for business owners that is so effective in terms of getting that extra boost of work done. And uh, basically the one thing you want to consider about coffee is that it will stimulate your adrenal, to stimulate your adrenal glands uh, which will cause the production of cortisol. Now, coffee should really be cut off at 11 a.m. Uh, cortisol is base cortisol basically tells the brain it is time to get up and start doing things. So, if you're having a coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon, this is really something I want you to consider. The typical uh, cup of coffee has about 300 milligrams of caffeine, and caffeine has a half life of six hours, meaning it takes that's half the time it takes uh, to coffee for coffee to exit the bloodstream. So. If you're having a coffee, let's say at noon, then by six o'clock, you have 150 milligrams of caffeine in your blood. And then by midnight, you have seven, you have 75 milligrams of caffeine in your blood. Now, this is why I'm such a big um, advocate for making sure that you, as, as opposed to going for that second cup of coffee in the middle of the day, I would say if you're a business owner and you make your own schedule, maybe take a 20 minute nap instead. And the reason being is because that 20-minute nap will stimulate a, um, a, a, a mini hormone repair cycle, and but it won't put you into – it won't basically screw up your circadian rhythms for when you go to bed. So coffee is uh, – you know, it, it's, a, it's a tool, I would say, but it's also a tool that should be um, – it should be considered with a lot of um, caution. It's, it's like alcohol – it has that same effect on your body where it, over time it can really mess up your adrenals if you're not careful with it. I'd always recommend to uh, getting your coffee from a very clean source. Another thing too you can do with coffee to get the most out of it is to bind it with butter. And the reason being is because it will have a time release dose where you won't basically have that crash that you have with coffee, which throws off your circadian rhythms. So again, my final point on coffee will be nothing past two to three o'clock 
you don't want to be having any caffeine. And then also even decaf coffee, I would say, like some people will have decaf coffee with uh, dinner. And it's one thing my brother does. And I always, uh, always rip on him for it uh, because it can stimulate a placebo effect where your body thinks it's taking in caffeine. And then again, you're woken up and it's hard to get to bed until midnight. So again, coffee with caution. So when to go to bed, I think when to go to bed is very important. This is, you want to make it all in relation to your circadian rhythm. So as the seasons change, I would say when it gets dark at five o'clock at night, like it's starting to for me right now, I'm trying to get to bed by nine o'clock. Now, when it, when it gets dark at nine o'clock in the summer, I'm probably going to bed at latest like 10, 30, 11. So your, your sweet spot window, I would say is from nine 30 to 10, 30 at night. Anything past 10.30, you're messing with that physical repair cycle, which goes from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. And then your psychological repair cycle, basically your, your cognitive function repair cycle is from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. So when your mom told you to get to bed on time, it was for a good reason. There was some deep wisdom there. So one thing I was referencing to earlier was your sleep bank account. And this is something my golf coach uh, talked to me about growing up, and I never really understood it until sleep was actually a huge part of my life as a business owner. And basically you want to look at your sleep bank account as uh, some, you know, you want to look at your sleep as basically a bank account. And the more hours you log in uh, north of eight hours a night, the more your sleep bank will in increase, right? So, but the more hours you, you sleep below seven hours, I would say that's when you go into a deficit. So you can look at it in a way where um, you can even keep track of this. Like $1 means I sleep past eight hours a night. Seven to eight hours means that I'm on $0. Then seven hours and below is basically when um, when you're uh, when you're, you're giving up a dollar. So I would say if you're at, you know, a deficit of $10, that's when you're in a really a dangerous repair or a dangerous cycle where you need to consider building up a sleep bank over time to get yourself back into the positive. And as much as you can stay in the positive is, uh, is definitely where you want to be. It's not going to take, and this is one thing that people get mixed up on is that, Oh, I had a bad, you know, I've had five bad nights in a row of six hours of sleep. And then I get that one 10 hour sleep and man, I feel good. And then you basically kind of get this like cockiness and this ego about yourself with, with uh, your energy levels that, you know, I'm good now. And then you go right back into the cycle of six hours sleeps a night. And then you have to go back and get a 10 hour sleep. And that's actually a lot of the way uh, business owners operate from that Monday to Friday grind where they're getting five hours of sleep a night. And then finally Saturday comes and they can sleep 10 hours and then maybe Saturday night comes and then they can get another 10 hours and then go back right into that cycle. So this is one thing I want you to consider when you're when you're really fixing your, your sleep cycles is that it's going to take time. It's not going to be three nights in a row of amazing sleep and then you're good to go. It will take a month to really start to feel amazing from getting proper sleep. So I want to make this pretty short and sweet. I don't want to overcomplicate things. <clears throat> I would say... Worry about the lights, worry about the electromagnetic frequencies, worry about getting to bed on time. And if you're starting there, then that's a great base to go off of. Try this for a month and let me know how you feel. Some resources that will keep you uh, inspired as you go along. Uh, one book I've been listening to on audio is, in, uh, is Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep. He was actually on the Joe Rogan podcast. So if you, if you don't want to go and invest in the book right away, I would go and really uh, check out that podcast. It was very illuminating. And then a book you can read, the book I'm always going to reference is How to Even Be Healthy, Chapter 12. 
the title of the chapter is Are You Getting to Bed on Time? That's by Paul Check, the founder of the Check Institute. And then check out my Instagram tab. Uh, I have a little tab called Sleep. And it's just a bunch of little advice and tips on how you can get more sleep and get better sleep. Uh, my, my Instagram account is first like cam. And then if you've done all this stuff and you've really been um, very much, uh, you know, a sleep warrior, as I call it, and you're still struggling, I would say consult a Czech practitioner. I work with the Czech Institute. I'm HLC certified. So I do free consultation through my website at firstlightholistic.com. I would love to just hear from you as to, you know, what your journey is with health and where you're headed towards it and how it affects your business and how you want to get healthier uh, to impact your business results. And one thing you can also check out too is I have a free resource on my website as you click on the, uh, you click on my Instagram link. It's called Stress Management Blueprint. And I have a whole little part to it uh, dedicated to getting better sleep. A lot of it is echoed in what I've talked about here. So I would say that would be the show notes for uh, for this episode. So if you like the episode, please leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you sharing my vision in health. And if you are, uh, you know, if you have a personal question for me, please DM me on Instagram or even just text me at 905-870-0039. Love you guys.